Hello, welcome to Podcast Rewind. This is the podcast all about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. I'm Amy, I'm your co-host. I have got to say, I have consumed so much pop culture this week. I'm feeling like I'm about to pop. I've read books, I've been watching TV, I have been listening to all sorts of new podcasts, episodes of my already favorite podcasts. I have been searching for Wi-Fi everywhere I go to save that data plan. And here joining me today is... Your absolute best friend in the entire world, Amy. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I'm Erica. I'm the other half of Podcast Rewind. I'm the writer and creator of the blog, My Revamped Life. I am a diehard Nittany Lion Penn Stater, and I have to be honest, I am nursing a huge funk right now after our loss to Ohio State last night. Tough one. Calling bullshit on that Buckeye State. So instead, I woke up this morning, I went to Pilates, I worked through that anger, found a new zen place, and at the end of the day, Amy, I like you, I am a consumer of all things pop culture, social media, and podcasts. That's right. So, um... Like I said, this is Podcast Rewind. This is our second episode. We're so excited. We've been waiting all week to get back into our little podcast nook and and come at you with our second episode. Let's talk a little bit about what we're doing here. Oh, yeah. So um, at Podcast Rewind, we are going to introduce you, hopefully, to some new podcasts you haven't heard of, share our favorites, and each week, Amy and I are going to tell each other about the podcast that we listened to this week that we just kind of can't get out of our head, and then sometimes we'll have a podcast we both listen to and kind of dissect it together. Maybe we'll agree. Maybe we'll disagree. Who knows? But the reason we kind of came together to do this podcast is 11 years ago, Amy and I bonded one warm night in November at a party with some coworkers over some yep. nasty yingling beer Oy. and just immediately connected over our love of pop culture and wanting to talk about it mm-hmm. and really dissect. And over the 11 years, we have talked about everything. We're talking yeah. shows on TLC, shout out Sister Wives, the E! Network, Bravo has our heart 100%. Oh, we talk housewives. about those housewives as if they are our best friends. I would potentially leave Amy for Bethany Frankel, and I think she's got a few housewives she would choose over me in the end. I want to party with Sonia Morgan. Oh, Sonia, so of hard. course. Of course. So it's a big reason why we decided to start this podcast is we figured we talk about podcasts and pop culture with each other so often. Let's do it in front of some microphones. Yeah, let's see how that goes. So what else should we have in front of us other than these microphones, Amy? Well, like we normally do (laughs) when we're discussing our favorite podcast, we've got an adult beverage. Absolutely. We're going to be doing Drink of the Week for you guys. So So, cheers. Cheers. We've got one open already. What are you drinking? So I am going kind of local, but a little bit down the street. So we live in Orlando, Florida. And I today am drinking a night swim porter from Coppertail Brewing Company, and it's in Tampa. Last week, Amy, you totally called it. Fall weather is back in Florida, Mm -hmm, and those temperatures are dropping, and as much as I love a red wine, a porter to me is a great winter beer. So I thought, why not crack one open for this episode? Great timing. Halloween is coming. Yes. I went through, I went also with the fall theme today, and I'm drinking a uh, pumpkin head beer from Shipyard Brewing Company. Okay. Um, The reason I really like this one in particular is most pumpkin flavored beers are like wheat based and they're really heavy and they just like make your tongue feel kind of fuzzy. Um, But this is an ale with pumpkin flavorings in it. So it's a little bit lighter and uh, I'm really enjoying it. That's awesome. I will throw out there, if you hear any extra noise in the (laughs) background, Amy has cats, or as we started to call them, podcats. Podcats. And podcat is running around and a little upset that she's not on the mic right now. You might hear from her eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, on top of these beers that I'm really enjoying, Amy, this week, I got to tell you, there's something I'm super obsessed with. Tell me all about it. Okay. So 
this week we started, you know, the whole podcast. We got episodes up on SoundCloud, trying to really check out what are our next steps. And we put on a vision board for ourselves. Let's get into the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. So I did some Googling as I Google everything. And with an RSS feed and $14 a month, babe, we're in iTunes. We're in iTunes. And I am freaking out. Oh my gosh, just, me too. The one lonely episode. One but little it's episode is up there. and the, Almost two. Yes, the legitimacy that I feel about it just really gives this podcast and makes me feel really good. Like, we are doing yeah. this. We've nailed it. And so, guys, the coolest thing to me is you can go into iTunes, into the podcast section, and you can type into the search bar, Podcast Rewind, and you will find us. Yes. So it's super exciting. So I ask all of you, if you have the opportunity this week, head into the iTunes store, rate us five stars, leave a comment, leave a review, and Amy and I have a pretty open schedule when we're not podcasting. We are willing to be a plus one to a wedding, maybe yep. a bar mitzvah. Yep. We'll sell ourselves we'll out. We'll sell ourselves what out for mean? that five-star review. Let's break that algorithm. I'm so excited. I texted everybody, my mom, my dad, my brother, all of my friends, loving it. <sighs> Calm myself down. Yeah. Amy, what are you obsessed with? You know, I do have something I'm obsessed with this week, but I have got to be honest, y'all, it really, it has been a week. Yeah. It's been a tough week. And actually, there have been some great highs, thank God for this podcast and how excited we've been about it, Um, but it's it's been a rough week. Not here to dwell. I'm not here to dwell, but I am here to be honest. Yeah. And that's what's going on, but I did find something, a little gem this week. Awesome. That kind of gave me some inspiration and... It's a video from the 2015 Glamour uh, Women of the Year Awards. Okay. And it's a video of Reese Witherspoon accepting her. her award that year. Um, Goldie Hawn introduces her, another Love great her. woman in Hollywood. Um, but Reese gets up and she talks about how she felt compelled to start her own production company because she had kept reading scripts, you know, written by men who clearly didn't have a lot of female involvement in the writing of the script and kept getting to that crisis moment. And there was a man and a woman there. And she said, it's inevitable. In all of these scripts, the woman turns to the man and goes, what do we do now? Oh, you're so right. But bullshit. I call bullshit on the play. Yes. Flag on the play. And as Reese said, in what crisis situation have you ever seen the woman go, I don't know what to do now. And in fact, what do they tell children to do when they're in crisis? Go find, find a, a woman. woman. Right. So, Level-headed. They've right? got this. And so Reese said, there is a problem. And she thought back to what her southern mother would tell her. And that's, honey, if you want something done, then you're going to have to do it yourself. Heck yes. So she did. She started a production company. And yes. it, it's, you know, this, um, like I said, this video is from 2015. But she already optioned and mentioned that she was working on Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the best. Right. Which... I think was already actually out in 2015 and she yeah. mentioned she got three Academy Awards yes. for that. Um, Wild, which she starred in, she produced and put out there and then of course last year Big, Big Little, Little Lies. Lies. Big Little Lies on HBO was super successful so now she's got Emmys too. She talks about how ambition is not a dirty word. No. And, oh my gosh, it just it, it fed my soul. It was the right thing to hear at the right time and so I love thank that. you thank you Elle Woods I appreciate you girl thank you for being my obsession this week oh no I love that and you're right I saw a lot of other women reposting it on Facebook this week yeah. so you're not alone those are the words that we need to hear if you want something done right you have to do it yourself that's right if you're looking for a certain thing and you can't find it go make it start your own business or even start your own podcast which is a thing Which is a thing did. we did this week and got it into iTunes. I will not stop obsessing about that or talking about it. Get ready. 
But what I do want to talk about yeah. is a podcast I listened to this week called 51 First Dates. All oh, right. We're jumping in. Tell we're me about this. We're jumping right in. Shake it out. Roll Roger. your shoulders. We are doing Let's it. Let's go. I, um, so this one is kind of based on the movie concept 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. But thanks to copyrights, they're going to do 51 First Dates. Hey, what's an extra date? Right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't hurt. You might find the love of your life on that last date. Now, she doesn't have amnesia like Drew Barrymore did on 50 First Dates. Let's clear no, that up, yeah, right? To be fair. So who are we talking about? So, um, it's two girls up in New York City. Um, their names are Kimmy, and she's the one doing the dating. And okay. Liza is her best friend who actually is in a relationship. Oh. And so Kimmy was feeling a little bit of a rut, and her therapist, who... Her and Liza shared the same therapist, so best friends oh, share convenient. everything. I totally agree. Um, and her therapist was like, break the mold. If you're not getting what you want, try doing 100 dates. You know, go on 100 Ooh, dates. 100 is okay. a lot. That's a lot of ambition. Are there and 100 I, single men? In Well, so they live in Manhattan, so chances oh, are they yeah. have a better okay, chance than we do here in little Orlando, Florida. But they are best friends. Liza is really helping Kimmy find these guys and curate her dates and help her pick these dates off of Bumble and all of this kind of stuff. But before I kind of get into all of that, I found myself stopping a couple of times while listening to the podcast and thinking, am I listening to Amy and I? Like, this isn't <laughs> us, right? So they also became best friends in a work situation. They um, both were doing acting in an acting troupe, couldn't find the roles that they wanted, started their own production company, Chicks Productions, which on them. give them a ton of credit for that. Um, Kimmy's a journalist. I went to school for journalism. She writes for Elite Daily and does a lot of, like, you know, dating, romance kind of things. Huge extrovert. Liza, a little bit more Netflix and chill. that's me. It's totally you. And um, in one of the podcasts, I heard them talking about Kimmy was saying how she would just incessantly text Liza. And Liza will be like, oh, yeah, I suck at texting. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Amy and I. I will text Amy. 14 times in an hour. Hey, I just read this. Hey, I saw this. Do you want to do a happy hour? I'm going to be home late tonight. And just like constantly texting Amy to the point where I think you think somebody died or there's an emergency. Yeah, like I can be away from my desk for a couple hours and, you know, leave my phone and I come back to 15 messages, especially if you and Beth, our other best friend, are texting me together. I'm like, what, you guys? Who died? (laughs) Oh, we have happy hour plans. Yeah, I can make it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, and I've told you before, like, I think I just use text messages with you as a place to put my notes. Like, here's a link I read today. I need you to read it. I will be asking you later. Bullet points of what we'll be discussing. Here's what I'm going to be talking about with you tonight when I see you. So like I said, they absolutely reminded me of our friendship so they had me hooked right away so like I said 51 first dates and that is Kimmy's goal and what they talk about is the podcast is like kind of two-pronged one they're going to talk about this like dating stuff and love and have other people call in and talk about their first dates oh cool but then secondarily let's get out of the norm get out of our comfort zone so that's where Liza the friend comes in and says things like okay you're going on a date with you know date number four You've done a lot of dinner dates. Date number four, Central Park Zoo. Or maybe you do a coffee date. So she's really helping her push herself outside of the boundaries. That's great. That's what friends are for. Yeah. And so um, there have been five episodes so far. The first one was all about opening lines. If you're on Bumble, you know, as a woman, you're the one that's has to start the conversation. And it can be kind of scary. You know, hey, hi, how are you? (laughs) Happy Friday. Do you start with a joke? Like, yay, we matched. It's a real butt clincher. How do you, what do you say to strangers on the internet? And a lot of these guys don't put anything in their profile. So you're like, is that a dog in photo three? It's cute. Like, it's so uncomfortable. Is that your kid or a nephew? (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) Or my favorite is, I see so many guys that are like, if you want to talk, you know, check out my Instagram. 
You go to their Instagram to stalk them, and it's <laughs> private. How am I supposed to stalk you? Uh, so anyway, that was episode one. Episode two is talking about different types. Like, should you date against your type? What is your type? Really breaking that down. And then they continue into fears. What's your fear of dating versus, you know, maybe your fear in a relationship. Maybe your boyfriend's going to come home one night and be like, met somebody else. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. And then they also talk about, like, socials, especially with Kimmy writing for Elite Daily. If a guy were to get her name and Googled her, they're going to see all of her articles. And that's kind of a new thing in 2017. You can internet stop. How, mm-hmm. We all have internet lives and we can Absolutely. all kind of, we all really know how to use validate you as a human being to have an Instagram. <laughs> and so then they go on to talk about paranoias and then they always end with like what your worst date ever is. And so I think we've all got worst dates. Oof. I did a bunch of dating over the summer and kind of have to end it after one guy had me paying for the drinks at the end of the night, which is fine. Happy fine. to pay. Happy to pay, but he didn't even flinch for the tab. Mm-hmm. Like He didn't even thank me. For picking See, you up. can't say thank you. You have to say thank you. And if you're going to get... If, or you can't not say thank yeah, you. you is to, what I, mean. I knew what you meant. Anyway, so we've all got our first date woes. And I'm really loving this show. Cool. And so um, one of the things I will say, when they were talking about opening lines, and like I said, this is such a tough thing for me, Kimmy was like, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to message a bunch of guys, pizza or tacos, pizza or tacos, pizza or tacos, and see who picks up. And she was saying it really worked for her. So I thought, I can be like Kimmy. I have my own podcast. I'm a writer. <laughs> I can throw out pizza or tacos. So I did this weekend. And a couple of people responded. A couple of people didn't. But I um, was able to get some really good conversations going. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. Great. And that's why we love listening to different podcasts and getting these different Absolutely. And, and if learning things, trying things, um, other people's perspectives. For sure. And if you want to listen to 51 First Dates, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher. And you can even follow them on Instagram and Twitter at... 51 First Dates Pod. And First Dates is right now. F-I-R-S-T. Cool. Do you want to hear about a podcast I listened to this week? I think I totally do. All right. So, first of all, can I say? Yeah. I know where you're going. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Uh, So, last week, I I did a true crime podcast Mm -hmm. that I typically listen to. And I'm always happy. And I will continue to be happy to get feedback from the viewers. I just want to share one verbatim I got back this week. It's that I was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> you know what i got the same verbatim that i was um inappropriate by saying the word vagina during my you it know, is part of anatomy it's anatomy it's a medical term doctors say it there's a lot worse that we could have said and chose to be a little cool about it but guys if you're listening to us on itunes you'll notice that little e next to this one we're, we're explicit. explicit we're gonna swear we're gonna do those things we're having a beer we're two best friends buckle up so anyhow, I'll spare you disgusting content, I hope, this week. <laughs> and I'll talk to you instead about a podcast called Stuff Mom Never Told You. My mom told me everything, so what do you mean? Uh, according to my mom, I'm sure she'd also say <laughs> that she told me everything. What? What did she not know? I can hear it. Erica Lee. Erica Lee. I hear Sandy in my head. I always hear Sandy I always in my hear head. Eileen in my head. Hi, Mom. Uh, hi, Mama. But you know what my mom did always tell me about when I was a kid and what I watched with her all the time? With Judge Judy on <laughs> afternoon TV. Now I'm lucky. My mom. My mom's a school teacher, so in the summers she was home with my sister and I. But uh, we didn't get to run like the cartoons all uh, afternoon. When Judge you Judy gotta watch was on, what mom wants to watch. Yeah, you stop and and we watch Judge Judy, People's Court, all of that. Yes. In fact, I'm not. I'm not sure if I even know a, a person that's just never seen one episode of Judge no, Judy. I don't like that kind of TV, and I've You've still seen, seen it. Judge Judy, but the. 
the point of this episode was not just like a love letter to Judge Judy, this episode <laughs> of Stuff Mom Never Told You. The episode is actually the beginning of a series that they're doing called Problematic Faves. So, um, and if I didn't mention before, this is a, a primarily a feminist um, okay. podcast. They talk Got about it. a lot of women's issues and, you know, current feminist movements that are going on. It's very on the nose with today's culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they had one that I really want to listen to that popped up this week. I haven't heard it yet, but the title of it is Pregnant in Prison. Ooh. Yeah. So, and like, I'm sure the politics and, and that kind of stuff around that, and I'm sure some really sad stories. But anyhow, this is Problematic Faves first um, in the series. And so, Problematic Faves, yeah, what, what are you talking that? about? What does that mean? So, they said it's kind of come from the Urban Dictionary world, and it basically means a person who you think of as a favorite it's typically a character um, but it's someone who has problematic viewpoints and opinions but you kind of like them anyway or maybe you do just really like them anyway and you're able to kind of discard what makes them problematic so when they decided they wanted to do this series they actually threw out to their viewers here's what a problematic fave is send us yours got so it the kinds of names they got back were amy schumer oh yeah right kim kardashian yeah lena dunham oh yeah she's Great, but... But there's issues. There's issues. Like, she puts her foot in her mouth all the time. Exactly. Like, you're so privileged. Shut up. So they're receiving these lists back, and uh, Bridget, the co-host, sees Judge Judy come in, and she's like, whoa, stop everything. What? How is she a problematic fave? Well, we'll get there. So um, Bridget stopped and thought about it, because she's also obsessed with Judge Judy. You know, watches it all the time. She actually said that Judge Judy is the only thing she DVRs. <laughs> and her co-host was like, why? And she's like, because, you know, so Bridget Todd is a, a, a writer, an educator. She lives in Washington, D.C. Like, this is her life's work. She likes to come home at the end of the day and flip on some trashy problems, 15-minute <laughs> segments, and watch, yeah, quick and watch Judge Judy take, you know, take care of these people. So, um... Let's talk about who Judge Judy is a little yeah. bit. Here's her background. So she's actually a real judge. Not okay, all judges yeah, I think I on, know that. Yeah, not all judges on court shows are actually real judges. Okay, but that is. I did not know. <laughs> right. She she became a judge for real, like IRL, in 1982 in Manhattan and quickly kind of became known for her, like, no-nonsense style. And so eventually the LA Times runs a piece on her. Oh. And that leads to 60 Minutes featuring her. Dang. Right, so then she winds up being offered her her television show. So she was in family court in Manhattan, by the way. Her television show is small claims court. So it's cases up to $5,000. It's typically like... um, the neighbor broke my fence, and here's all the crazy. And, and yeah, and he won't pay for it. Let yeah. me take him to court. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, oh, and also on this show, Bailiff Bird, her officer Bird, is honestly was her bailiff in real life. So she brings him. Oh my god, with her. And by the way, has made him a multimillionaire. Yeah. And uh, luckiest bailiff in town. Luckiest bailiff in town. So. Let me let me give you some numbers on Judge Judy. Okay, okay? Yeah. I love numbers. So in 2016, Judge Judy was the highest paid television star, raking in 47 million dollars a year. A year, and this is her 21st season. Oh, right. So she has been on television. I could probably remember a little bit farther back, but pretty much my entire life, yeah, young adult life, she yes. has been on television doing this thing. And this show brings in between 160 and $170 million 
per year. <laughs> there are movies out there that can't even make that much right? money. And like Judge Judy's kind of a pop culture joke, but she mm-hmm. is a massive powerhouse. It is the most watched daytime television show. Whoa. It averages 10.3 million viewers a week. Dang. That's higher than Ellen. I mean, Whoa. Oprah's off the air. True. But I think she might have been beating Oprah even back in the day. She's got some um, Oprah money, that's for sure. So Judge Judy is a boss, mm-hmm. right? And at this point, she's even producing other judge shows. So here's how boss. Here's how boss. How boss is she? Judge Judith Scheindlin is. Get it, girl. Is that every year when it's time to renegotiate her contract, she takes the network president out to a steakhouse dinner, <laughs> and as they arrive, hands him an envelope and inside the envelope will be what her salary will be the following <laughs> year be. on top of whatever terms and conditions she also wants to um, instruct. And she'll say to him, don't open it now. Let's have a nice dinner. Oh, You can call me move. in the morning. Boss! Boss, boss move. Boss. So awesome. Good on you, Judge Judy. You wait, run your empire. Wait a minute, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you Why asking? is she problematic? Because she sounds amazing. Right. So... Here's where, you know, particularly from a feminist point of view, where the problematic piece is. Um, if you ask Judge Judy if she's a feminist or believes in feminism, she'll say no. And her, the way she's kind of explained it before is because she doesn't think that women should be better than men, that they should be equal to. Oh, Ugh. Judge Judy, that is what feminism means. We're not trying to be higher th- than men. We are just looking for a gender inequality. She also talks about, you know, through her rise through the years, she feels like she hasn't faced any gender inequality. And the reason that she is where she is is because she's tough and she, and she brought herself up by the bootstraps to get where she is. And so if you want to be where she is, then you just have to be tough too. Oh. Which, you know, there's so many women from different socioeconomic backgrounds and uh, you know, different skin colors that, uh, why can't we help one another? Yeah, exactly. Especially when you've already gotten there. Why can't you look down the line? And, you know, a line that they, they said in the podcast that I loved and held on to is, if she's not free, then none of us are free. Ooh, yeah, that's Love so true. It. And, you know, she claims that she didn't face any gender inequality, but also in the same breath we'll talk about how when she was in law school back in the day, the professors really ignored the female students. And, oh, yeah. you know, these nitwit dudes next to her, she knew would amount to mediocre. She would say nitwit. Me- yeah, <laughs> She really would say, oh, oh, can I stop for a second? Sure. The title of this woman's book is Don't Pee on My Leg and Tell Me It's Raining. Oh, my God. I love that phrasing. She's so It's fun. such a good saying. But it's problematic in the sense that she seems to only be out for herself. And yeah. it's, you know, and so the, the girls yeah, are like talking. Yeah, other judge shows, is it with women or is it men? One is called Hot Bench, so I'm guessing it's a woman. I've it's never ter- seen. I've never seen Hot Bench. That's not good. It's not good. Uh, but... You know, if we, as as people who believe in feminists, men and women, if we can only watch things that are inherently also feminist and we have to reject everything that has some problematic viewpoints and something that we care about, like, ugh, mm. so annoying. Like, can't we just have any fun? Ugh. So like Bridget was saying, like, her life's work is for gender equality and African-American issues. But she's still going to go home and watch Judge Judy because at the end of the day, we are all flawed. Exactly. We are all we all have our problematic flaws. Um, some of our, our favorite people are going to do and say bad things, but that doesn't make them bad people. Yeah. But we do need to question people. We do need to hold accountable. And we do need to, in our own minds, um, recognize what we can and can't handle. Correct. So, uh, and I want to mention one more thing about like problematic faves that reminded me of a video I watched a few weeks ago online. It was Jerry Seinfeld on Stephen Colbert. Oh my God, I think I saw this one too. Yeah, we might have even talked about it. But, Probably. Um, Stephen Colbert says something along the lines of like, I, I can't watch Bill Cosby's 
um, old stand-up anymore. And Jerry Seinfeld says, I can dissociate and I can. And so I think in Jerry Seinfeld's, in in that moment, he was saying like, yeah, he's a problematic fave, but I can look past it. It's a problematic person. Right, and so Colbert goes to commercial, and when he comes back, whatever he and Jerry have said over a commercial, they come back on the air, and Jerry's like, I I think differently now. Love that. And I, you know, like, so again, our our faves could be problematic, but at what point are we going to stop consuming their content or considering them favorites or considering them our favorites anymore so anyway I, I didn't get to cover everything about that and I well I that's why we want people to go and see it because I want to listen to it yeah, I want you guys to go back and listen to it um, if you're a Judge Duty fan or if you're just interested in problematic faves it's a great episode it's yeah a, um, go take a look this one actually dropped a few weeks back it's okay. on October 4th we'll put that in the show notes absolutely and you found that on Stitcher iTunes it's I everywhere I it on Stitcher I know that they also do play on iTunes okay Awesome. So we actually have a, a, a podcast that you and I both listen to, and it kind of fits into that problematic phase. It really does, and it also realm. fits into what's coming out in the next couple of weeks, and that mm-hmm. is Taylor Swift's next album, Reputation, Reputation. in yeah. the next two weeks. And for a lot of people, she is a problematic fave. Yeah. I would include myself as a Swifty who loves her, but also cringes sometimes when she does a few things. Right, so we both listen to a podcast that's called Strong Opinions Loosely Held. And before you keep going, mm-hmm. I have to say how much I love that title. Yeah. And I think it's so great, kind of going back to what you were saying about Jerry Seinfeld. Bill Cosby's a favorite of his. He really believes that, but was able to kind of have that opinion loosely held, and someone was able to change his mind. He wasn't diehard. He was still open. So what you're saying is, like, I have the strong opinion, but I'm open to hearing what else you have to say. Yeah, Maybe you'll sway my me. mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So this is an episode that actually dropped back in August, and it's called Selling Squad Goals. So it's talking about the kind of whole persona of Taylor Swift, and particularly the squad goal thing that she's brought so into the forefront of pop culture recently, and um, whether or not it's, it's problematic. And interestingly, Bridget Todd, who is the co-host of Stuff Mom Never Told You, guests on this show. So the host of this show is a woman named Elisa Kreisinger. Um, and she starts off by asking the question, can you sell, sell female friendships uh, after putting women down? That's a really good question. And that's a question that pertains particularly to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know. I think you're totally right. I think she is such an interesting person in the pop culture lexicon. Mm-hmm. We know who she is. She is a you know singer songwriter. Started out in Nashville. You know, grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Had a nice you know really comfortable, not middle class, a uh, upper middle class, upper middle class upbringing. lifestyle. Yeah, to the point where she told her parents, "I really want to go to Nashville," and they were able to move them to Nashville. I mean, I told my parents I you know wanted a piano. <laughs> Very different you know gifts that we got growing up as kids. But uh, moved to Nashville, became a pretty big country music star rather quickly. Yeah. And mainly for writing songs about boys that did her wrong, boys that dumped her, boys that she was in love with. And then definitely as she got older, started to take down women with her songs. I'll listen to them and I'll sing along. Oh my gosh, am I bad because I'm consuming that and not seeing anything wrong with it, even though I believe differently. Right, and if that's what she's going to continue to feed us, that would be one thing that you could decide whether you want to consume it or not. But in the past few years, particularly when she started her squad, she's been selling herself as a feminist. Yeah, she has. And only because Lena Dunham finally told her what feminism was and she had no idea what it was. And Lena Dunham is like, you know, hardcore feminist, but also still steps in it constantly. Mm-hmm. She isn't being taught by like a Gloria Steinem what feminism is. 
Right. You know? Yeah, they, they refer to Taylor Swift as um, doing performative feminism. Yeah, and so I she loved gives that. interviews where she talks about what she believes a feminist is. Um, she's talking the talk, but is she walking the walk? She's strutting down a catwalk, but I'm not sure she's walking the walk, especially when her squad is interchangeable. It's tall, gorgeous, mm-hmm. thin, white women. And there are other women of color or different, you know, backgrounds. Maybe they're an indie songwriter. Maybe it's Selena Gomez. Maybe it's Blake Lively. But, like, insert famous, gorgeous white woman here. Right. And we see her continuing to be comfortable with having um, public feuds with other women. Nicki Minaj a few years ago. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Um, Kim and Kanye, obviously. There was also a really interesting piece in this podcast about, you know, um, you know we all saw what Kanye West did to her at the VMAs back in yeah. the, uh, 2009. People have done worse to people. But, you know, with this whole recent thing with the... Um, video that he put out and the song lyrics that he put out and oh yeah the whole famous. receipts debacle famous thank you the whole receipts debacle is she taking it's unclear what really happened kim put out the receipts but it was she making us all believe that he was the aggressor in the situation relying on her whiteness against his male blackness you're totally right and that's that's a problem when you think about it it is and yeah you're right she kind of had a feud with Nicki minaj Nicki minaj didn't get nominated for, I think, video of the year at the MTV Video mm-hmm. Music Awards and tweeted out, oh, it looks like only if you're, you know, tall, thin, white, you're going to get a nomination. And Taylor immediately jumped on her and was just like, oh, Nikki, I thought we were friends. And it was like, well, she, she didn't say your, name. say your name. She was talking about the whole industry in general. And it really reminded me, and I know we've talked about this before, but the whole kind of concept that's playing around right now, whereas if you generalize a conversation about a guy and be like, hate when men catcall, you're typically going to hear from a guy, not all guys. Not all guys. And with, you know, Taylor, she had to like defend herself for no reason. Nikki didn't say anything about her. And then, of course, she follows up with, okay, Nikki and I talked on the phone. Nikki, you can come up on stage with me. Right. So Why? She got that's to be, so belittling. She put herself in the victim category and then made herself the hero and kind of... Why? Yeah. Why? Nobody asked you. Just the way... Nobody asked her what her political party was, but people mm-hmm. are dogging Taylor for not backing a political like opponent last year during the election, or even talking about anything in regards to that civic duty of getting in there and voting. Yeah, I think she posted like an I voted sticker. Yeah. But yeah again, I, I always kind of grapple with the position it feels like we're putting celebrities in more and more of... Um, needing them to come out and make a stance. You know, Harvey Weinstein most recently, yes. they were they were counting the days until certain celebrities were making statements that, oh, it's been four days and we haven't heard what Jennifer Lawrence has to say about this yet. Yeah. And it's like, well, but why does she have to say anything? If it yeah. didn't happen to her and she, why? Yeah, and I think it's just a weird culture that we're currently living in where is that we sometimes demand more from our celebrities than we do from ourselves. Right. From political people. And why is it that I need Jennifer Garner to tell me her thoughts on things before I can move forward? I actually don't care. I can create my own. I can create my own opinion. If Jennifer Garner wants to do, you know, a glass of Pinot Grigio in Brentwood, California, I'm flying out tomorrow. (laughs) But I think that, you know, this was a really good one, and I'm glad that you made me listen to it. Yeah. So you guys take a listen for yourselves because there was so much more in the episode that we didn't get to. And I do want to mention that it was actually recorded before the court case happened this summer. Correct. With, you know, against the DJ that she she did win, you know. Yeah, a, claimed he sexually assaulted her. Uh, yep, and she won and that she won. Case. And so there's a little addendum at the end where they do have to kind of go back and address that. So take a listen. Again, this was Strong Opinions Loosely Held. The title of it is Selling Squad Goals. Um, and it was dropped back in August. We'll leave it in our show notes so you can find it. Yeah, I really liked 
hearing just a different opinion about an artist who I guess now is a problematic fave of mine. Problematic fave. Right? Well, another favorite of mine is the podcast, The Skinny Confidential. Yeah. So quickly, I just want to do like maybe a special mention or two to ones this week that we really like, but we don't want to deep dive too hard into them. Yeah. We just want to give you a high level of what we listen to. Go check it out if you're interested. You go check it out and let us know if you agreed with what we said or if we had a differing opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. It's hosted by Lauren Everts. She's the writer and creator of the blog, The Skinny Confidential, and she hosts with her husband, Michael Bostick. Now, he is like a serial entrepreneur. This guy knows business, knows branding, knows marketing, and they're a cool couple. And cool. you know I um, love The Skinny Confidential. A couple mm-hmm. months ago, I got the opportunity to chit-chat with Lauren via FaceTime. And if you go to My Revamped Life, you can check it out and see what I learned from her. And um, this week on her podcast, I had Ashley Tisdale. And Ashley Tisdale is um, the high school musical fame. She played Sharpay. I was going to skip this one, but I was like, it's a quick one. I can listen to it on my way home. And I kind of loved it. Little Hustler, she was discovered in a mall in New Jersey at age three and has been working it ever since. And she's got a really cool background where she says, like, you know, I don't understand rejection. And that sounds weird to say, but growing up, her mother would convince her that the audition was the job. Oh. And then, cool. like, if she got the job, then it was like, hey, they want to book you again. But it was like, oh, you killed that job today, girl. And then she would see a commercial and be like, I thought I filmed that. And her mom would be like, ugh, they must have picked the Redheads, you know, commercial to play today or something. I'm sure your commercial is out there. So anyway, she's got a really um, level head about a lot of things. Um, she did Broadway tours as a child. And then, as like I said, mm-hmm. she became a Disney Channel darling. Ever since the whole High School Musical era ended, she was having a hard time getting bookings. She's thirty-two. She she's thirty-two. She's thirty-two. She's no, about but she our was age. Mid twenties still. Uh-huh. Thirty-two. Wow. Married. Has her own production company because she could not get hired. Mm. People were like, "You are not okay. I can't believe you as a thirty-year-old. Got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for yourself. I think that's the theme this week. If you're looking for something, you can't find it. Do it yourself. So another thing she did herself, she started her own makeup company called Illuminate because she suffers from anxiety. So mm. having somebody come over to her house and do her hair and makeup before an event really taxed her. So she would start doing it on her own and use it as time to like decompress before going out and kind of got hooked into it, created her own makeup line. I have to say, it's a really great interview cool. to check out. And one of the things that I love that she said is um, – you know, don't compete with women, collaborate. And that's another big part of the whole Skinny Confidentials MO. And she said, like, I just wish women and people in general would understand that, like, nothing is taken away from you. If you didn't book that job, it's because that was not your job. If you didn't get that acting gig, it wasn't your acting gig. If, you know, you didn't get the date with this guy, he's not your boyfriend. And so it was really great. I loved it. Like I said, guys, you can check out the Skinny Confidential on iTunes as well as on Instagram at the Skinny Confidential or theskinnyconfidential.com. Yeah. Hey, I listened to one this week. Um, Mark Marin hosts his own podcast called Oh my gosh. He was in Glow, that show on Netflix yeah, this summer, and yeah. I loved it. Um, it's called WTF, or What the Fuck, what the fuck? Uh, with Mark Marin. And uh, this week he had Marilyn Manson on. Mm. So you don't really hear Marilyn Manson give too many interviews. We all not know as, who not he since is. the 90s. Yeah, and uh, by the way, this was recorded before Marilyn was in the news this week for what went down with his basis. But he talks about his upbringing, how he kind of got into who he is. He actually went to um, a, a Christian school and talks about his parents. 
He's also drunk the whole time. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So Mark does like a little forward before he starts playing the interview and he's like, this dude showed up drunk and there was a Fiji bottle of clear liquid that kept getting lower and lower and he would get loopier and loopier. Oh, so like a high school, star- school yeah, student right? that just found out about vodka. Exactly. Right in the Fiji bottle. So buckle in for that one. It's it's interesting. Um, it, <laughs> you can at least understand him. <laughs> uh, so there, and there's another one that I listened to this week, actually several, all about the same case. I feel like this case um, this is a true crime. Is the case stalking you? Yeah, this case is like stalking me. Um, I'm not going to give details about it other than to say it's the case of Maura Murray who disappeared in 2004 and has never been found. Wow. Um, there's a television show on Oxygen right now that is called The Disappearance of Maura Murray that's documenting the case. Uh, but also a podcast that is owned by Oxygen that I listen to almost every week, Martinis and Murder. Ooh, um, I is, like both of those things. Yeah, martinis, they do drink martinis and, and oh, talk murder. We'll do that one day. Yeah, it's totally my bag. So they are doing like bonus episodes each week called Straight Up, where they're just taking the television <laughs> show, ripping it onto uh, audio and dropping it as a oh, separate episode. Okay. So there's that. So I've been watching the show, listening to the episodes, and then on top of that, one of my other favorite true crime um, podcasts called True Crime Garage, which are a couple of dudes literally sit in a, in a garage, drink beer, and talk true crime. <laughs> Love it. They did a two-part series on the same case, and a okay. lot of them interview the same people. There's a guy that wrote a book about it. He's been interviewed on all of these. There are other podcasts out there about it. These two guys, Tim and Lance, they always call them. They've had a podcast about it for a few years now, about her disappearance. Whoa. So it just, it's, there's so much out there right now, and this is a case that's that happened in 2004. It's long been cold, but here we are in the end of 2017 and I feel like it's being talked about everywhere. Yeah, it so, sounds like there's a lot of places to consume Yeah, I've podcasts been, about this one. I've been following it and uh, will continue to. So, um, you know, you're interested, follow along. It's twists and turns for sure. Yeah, so speaking of following, if you yeah. wanted to follow us, your new favorite podcast hosts, you can... <laughs> Wishful thinking. You guys, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at Erica Jarvis. And guys, I am Erica with a K. Yeah, and if you want to follow me, I'm at Insta and Twitter at I'm Amy Randolph. I'm Amy with an A-M-I-E spelling. I'm Amy Randolph. And if you want to follow this podcast. This little podcast. This little podcast we got going on. Please go to Twitter. Twitter. Oh my gosh. Twitter (laughs) and Instagram and type in at podcast R-W-D. Follow us there. We'd love to hear your comments. If you've got suggestions for us, please drop us an email. And you can please. do that at podcastrwd at gmail.com. Yeah, and guys, in your Instagrams and Twitters, if you kind of want us to see what you're doing, hashtag it's about podcasts. For us, it's always about podcasts. So whatever you're doing, you know, tweet us. Retweet Housewives and tweet. Yep. Hashtag it's, it's about, about podcasts. podcasts. But another thing that you really should do is go to either SoundCloud, Podbean, or like we said earlier, iTunes. iTunes. And check us out. This is episode two. We cannot wait to bring you more episodes in mm-hmm. the future. And so we are going to wrap this up. Yeah. Finish these beers. Yeah. And listen to some more podcasts. But yes. guys, in the meantime, don't forget, be kind, rewind. Bye. Bye.